Hello everybody and welcome to Mirror Football's Transfer Spy Podcast. I'm Aaron Flanagan, once again joined by Mark Jones to talk through all of the big transfer stories of the day. Jonesy, how are you doing? I'm alright, yeah. Good stuff. Right? It's just me and you again. I know, third, yeah. It's third, weird, this. third one in a row. Yeah. Uh, it's get a bit cosy, isn't it? Um, we'll start um, today with uh, Tottenham. We, we haven't really mentioned Tottenham on this transfer podcast yet, simply because Tottenham have done absolutely nothing. Um, at the start of the transfer window, Mauricio Pochettino um, very much came out and was like, Tottenham are going to be active, we're going to you know, make a, a lo- I don't think he said a load of signings, but he said you know, we're going to make improvements to the squad and they haven't done anything at all, have they? Yeah, that, that was the, the talk around, wasn't it? The whole um, issue of you know kicking on and, and, and progressing and, and I think he seemed to suggest that, didn't he? As, was it when they lost the FA Cup semi-final where he said yep. something like that and, and it was almost like a, a suggestion that you know, to make the next step, they need new signings, and then I think he signed his new contract, didn't he? When he was, there was links with Real Madrid, um, and then nothing's happened. And and you thought that, and I I thought when they gave Harry Kane that new contract, and obviously they kind of shattered this whole wage structure, which was a big issue that everyone everyone always said was holding them back. Uh, I thought that was going to be the, the the thing which would kickstart Tottenham a little bit, and they'd they'd look for for new players. But when you think about them, they're I think they're a really, they're a strange team to buy for Tottenham because. They've obviously got their first team players, and they've obviously got, you know, quite a settled side there. And if you were going there as as a, a player on the market, you're going to look at it. If you're a striker, you think, well, Harry Kane plays every game. If you're an attacking midfielder, you think Christian Eriksen plays every game. Deli Ali. Um, there are other good players on the fringes who are coming in out the likes of Son and people like that. So it's. I always think with Tottenham, they're a, they're an odd team to buy for, but they're also. <laughs> Other teams as well would look at their players, the, the good players that they have, and perhaps not. And there are reasons why you wouldn't try and sign them because you know, obviously there are perhaps issues with um, Deli Ali's temperament or Christian Eriksen. Is he is he of the right age for what would be a huge deal if you wanted to sign him? Um, can Harry Kane? Do the same things in European leagues. Yeah, also, also the, the cost of Harry Kane. Yeah, well, exactly. Like yeah, his so value is, is they so high now. Seem to be in this position where they have their players and they will remain their players for for a few years. Yeah, I think I think what's commendable about Tottenham though is that they they've got all these players. They know they're their players and they know they're going to be their players for a long time because they've got nearly everyone nailed down to about a five yeah, year contract. Absolutely, um, and 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 that's where the, the genius of Pochettino is improving those players as well. Um, you look at pretty much everyone who's who's come into that that team under his uh, management has, has improved. So, um, and that's obviously the way he likes to work. He likes to work with a smaller squad, but I just think I, where they are in terms of, you know, the, the hierarchy in terms of that top six, they must be looking around this summer and seeing what's happening with the other teams and just fearing they might get left behind a little bit. Yeah, I mean, talking about being left behind, uh, there could be trouble afoot. Uh, reports this morning suggest that Hugo Lloris, obviously their goalkeeper who uh, now a World Cup winner, um, been very good for Tottenham. I've got to say, I think he's been it was an, has been an excellent signing. Has been linked with the well, I say the vacant position at Real Madrid. I think Real Madrid have, have been looking for a goalkeeper for two years. That that position has basically been vacant. But Real Madrid are now interested in Hugo Lloris because obviously I know they've been interested in Thibaut Courtois. Yeah, uh, David De Gea to Real Madrid is probably never ever going to happen now. Um, Lloris, I mean, it, it, it'll be pretty alarming for Tottenham. Obviously, not bringing in many players and losing someone who's well, losing the captain. Mm. Um, at this point, it wouldn't be good for them. No, it wouldn't. Um, I doubt it'll happen. No, I think they 
they'll be fine with him. And this, this to me, looks like a link, which is almost to flush out the Courtois situation and maybe get things to hurry along a little bit. And perhaps, oh, you know, they, they, uh, Real Madrid could go to uh, Courtois' camp and just say, well, if you don't hurry up, if you don't agree to this, these terms, this deal, then then we've got Larice lined up and all that sort of stuff. So maybe it'll hurry him along a little bit. Um, I'd be surprised if he went. Um, he obviously, yeah, he's won the World Cup. His 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 stock's very high. He had a good tournament, apart from that thing he did in the final. But um, uh, I'd be shocked if he was to leave. It, it it would it would take something crazy, like maybe Chelsea are giving Courtois more money or something like that. Or or I I'd expect something concrete on Courtois happened before the Lloris situation became a real one. Yeah, um, it's interesting that obviously you mentioned the Courtois situation. Um, it was at the start of this week where the Spanish press were saying this is the the week for the mm. Courtois deal where, where negotiations are going to happen. And it's interesting that literally middle of the week there's obviously, as you say, it could be some kind of bartering tool yeah, um, so. that's gone in place and obviously maybe there's a disagreement in the in the discussions there. It's all a game of chess, isn't it, these things? And it's... Um pretty tedious a lot of the time but but other, you know it, it's it is, it's fascinating how how the different sort of ways that a transfer works these days and and all the different people involved um and how everything is tied up in other things you know you saw the uh the Chelsea issue how it was tied up with with other goalkeepers who were going to other clubs and things like that so um it's it's a funny one goalkeepers because there seems to be a Almost every summer there seems to be a position where where there's a really pressing need for a lot of teams, and it seems to be goalkeeper this summer where it's and it's like a domino effect, isn't it? Especially when 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 you're buying goalkeepers, they're they're a difficult difficult uh, sort of player to buy, aren't they? And and, and if there's only a very, there's only a select few of very good ones, I think. Yeah, um, so we'll stick with goalkeepers just quickly because there is an interesting story yeah. floating about oh, uh, this one as well. Um, probably my favourite transfer rumour of. Probably the summer so one. far. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, obviously, mm. Courtois, if he's going to leave, they're going to have to replace him. I'm not entirely sure this guy is the, the intended no. number one, no. but um, Rob Green. Yeah. Rob Green. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I thought he'd retired. <laughs> uh, but Rob Green to Chelsea is um, is a story yeah. that is floating so, about. So, so when I said there's a select few very good goalkeepers. Um, he's definitely in that bracket, <laughs> isn't he? Um, yeah, look, it's just going to be one of them. He's, he's, he, he'll go and be there, Richard Wright, I think. Yeah. Or there, uh, you know, um, Man United signed Lee Grant, didn't they, this summer? I think you'd, you'd just want someone who's around who can pick up cones in training and pick up the ball at the back of the net. And, and he'll, I'm sure he'd... Um, He'd go and go, and he'd uh, he'd let Morata score a few goals past him, get some confidence ready for the weekend or whatever. But uh, yeah, I think it, it, obviously, as, as I say, goalkeeper seems to be the pressing issue this summer, and uh, and Chelsea probably need a little bit of a revamp in that department. And they've had, you know, they've had a few older keepers, I think. And then I think there's a young young lad. Is it uh, Blackman's gone out on loan somewhere again? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, Leeds, they, um, they, so they had, they had a, a couple of young lads in net for the um, the game against Perth Glory, the the friendly. Yes, they did. Um, they did two. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 I think they played a half each or, yeah. or something like that. that. And that lad who was on their books for about ten years has finally gone, hasn't he? You see the it, one who, he, he had about ten different loans and he never actually played for him. He's like the longest serving player. Uh, Delatch, uh, I think his name was, but uh, oh, I, I, he was never, basically never even heard of him. That's Chelsea's longest serving player ever, having played for Chelsea, and uh, he, he had about ten different loans. But I think he's finally gone. So, so Rob Green could be the new one of him. But um, 
Yeah, no, it's 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 one of them, isn't it? Well, if it happens, we'll we'll have a little joke about it, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned Richard Wright at the start. There, I think he's my favourite ever Manchester City player. <laughs> he's, he, um, he served them well. The uh, I, I like the way he always embraced all the big team nights out. Like he'd make sure he'd get on all the pictures. He'd mm. make sure his face was always there. And yeah. City would always use him in the the promos and videos and funny stuff. Yeah. And, and he was earning about 10k a week, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the great, one, one of the great third choice keepers of our time. Uh, Stuart Taylor was a good one as well, wasn't he? He was, he was always very good at being a third choice keeper. Yeah, yeah. I did a thing. I did, I did a jokey thing here, like a year or so ago, where I did like a ranking of all the third choice keepers in in the Premier League, uh, just in terms of. And actually, thinking about it, one of the names on that was Nick Pope. So he 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 went on to better things. Yeah. Um, but so, few, so it's not all doom and gloom. No, exactly. And, you know, third choice goalkeeper. So so this is the resurgence of Rob Green. Well, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that what we're trying to? Is that what we're trying yeah, to say? Twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. Um, Excellent. Um, we'll turn our attention now slightly to uh, managerial front, just because it's quite a slow day for transfers. Mm. Um, I, I'd say looking around the papers this morning, the, I think we've been blessed with quite big lines recently. Um, today, other than the Hugo Lloris line, there isn't a particularly massive one. So we'll look at management just slightly and the Championship and Aston Villa. Um, Aston Villa's new multi-billionaire owners, um, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, mm. uh, but they're London-based they're Arsenal fans, <laughs> and lo and behold, Thierry Henry appears to almost going to be their manager. I mean, yeah. um, I know we've spoken about this off air um, before, but um, he's uh, it'd be an interesting choice, a bit of a gamble, especially when you've got such a proven manager as Steve Bruce already there. Yeah, um, you, you know, you're very much going from from one extreme to the other, aren't you? You know, Steve, Steve Bruce would almost guarantee you at least a playoff uh, kind of run, or you know, to something like that to, to, to try and get back in the Premier League. Whereas Thierry Henry, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. But um, I know from personal experience, uh, I've been told he he's a very good coach, and he's he's done some sessions with the, with the Welsh FA. A lot of a lot of um, a lot of players have come through that coaching system. I think it's easy to get through your, your badges with the Welsh FA than his English one. And he's done a lot of coaching courses in in, in the clinics there in Cardiff, and um, and he was very impressive apparently. And obviously he's he's taken that in. He worked with Arsenal, and obviously now at Belgium. Um, this is a whole other thing, isn't it? In terms of being a manager of a championship team, and um, it's funny because obviously you've got, you know, Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard. It, it does feel very much like it's this new wave coming through of, of, of excellent players who are, who are taking on these jobs. I saw, I saw a great tweet um, yesterday, and someone said it's basically football is evolving into. 10 years into a football manager save yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously you got all these weird managerial yeah. so now, now we're going to have Frank Lampard's derby against Thierry Henry's um, Aston Villa yeah. potentially next season which is I mean I don't think I ever thought I would see that happen especially in the seconds here no yes, yeah games. exactly yeah and, and, and it's um, I mean at the, at the same time you second tier but they're big clubs aren't they derby and Villa um, you know Villa probably would call themselves perhaps the biggest club outside the Premier League and, and, and Henry We'll know them obviously from having played against them a lot when he when he was at Arsenal and and look if he can if he can put his stamp on it and if he can get them playing um, what you'd imagine would be a very exciting brand of football because obviously that was that was what he was like as a player um, it, it's it's exciting times uh, you do just obviously you know we've we've seen this on the flip side before we've seen think these things like this go wrong um, you, but you just you just hope it, that that it works out for him and and you know what. As I say, fair play to the likes of him and, and Lampard and Gerard because it's very easy for them to sit on behind a pundit's uh, desk, isn't it, and, and and say lots of things, you know. The amount of money Thierry Henry was on as well, he was on £4 million yeah. a year to work for Sky Sports. And he yeah. said, you know what, actually, forget that. 
I want to go into management. He's actually a yeah. really likable guy. I mean, I, I actually, I don't think he was the, the greatest pundit in the world. No. Um, he definitely got better, I think, mm. after he obviously would have learned from Neville and Carragher and working alongside all them people. Yeah. But um, I think he got better and better, but still wasn't a top pundit. Probably not £4 million a year <laughs> <laughs> worth of pundit. Um, but really likable guy. Really likable yeah. guy. So it's, um, I guess the, the thing with him, the, the worry would be, which is always the thing that was perhaps levelled at someone like Roy Keane, when they were manager, was when the players aren't able to live up to the standard that you think. You know, so Thierry Henry, on his day, one of the greatest, foot, one of the greatest footballers on the planet, wasn't he? Now, when he's going in at Villa and he's looking at Villa's players and they're not as good as he was, then do you get frustrated with that? And how do you how do you come across and how how do you get performances out of them? Let's go back to uh, the Premier League. Just very quickly, we want to go to Liverpool, uh, just because a couple of little stories which are surrounding there. First of all, Nabil Fakir. I know it's the <laughs> saga of the summer. Everyone's bored. I think everyone realises it's not going to happen. Yeah. However, there was an interesting scenario um, which appeared on Twitter from a uh, Liverpool fan who spotted him in Dubai on holiday in a shopping mall. They, get, for a they get everywhere, don't they? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> asked for a picture, and um, uh, she says apparently something like, I'm still waiting for you to join Liverpool. Uh, and his response was, yes, yes, uh, inshallah, which is the yeah. Arabic translation for God willing, which is effectively suggesting, yeah, I kind of wish I could go to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, is, that, um, is, that, is that frustrating for a Liverpool fan? Um, I think look, we talked about it the other day, didn't we? I think I've got, I've got no doubt that he wants to move to Liverpool. Um, he was sitting there in the shirt with, with leaked pictures, wasn't he? Um, which is why I think it is, it's Liverpool who are, who are the ones who are putting, putting stuff on it and... and and I would not be surprised if if it happened in January, you know, um, purely because I think this is a bit of a mad window anyway, with it shut, with it cutting short. Um, and I think Liverpool are now, as we said yesterday, in the process of, of getting players out of their squads. Um, but I think come January, you know, the likes of someone like Daniel Sturridge or people like that who will have had little roles in the squad for the first half of the season... Maybe Klopp's thinking he can't rely on him for the second half of the season, so you need your extra quality. And these days, you know, things like Champions League, um, being cup tied for Champions League doesn't matter and all that sort of stuff. So, so I, I, I personally could, could see it perhaps being being resurrected in January, um, providing that that Liverpool are happy with with the results of his medical and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's it's um, it's a funny one how it's gone on, and he's he's become a very uh, sort of discussed figure amongst the fans because it's like uh, I saw uh, John Henry tweeted for the first time in a while the other day and all the replies are about Fakir and all that sort of stuff and he's uh, there seems to be one of these every year and um, it was Van Dijk last year and it's, this is the one which I've only saw what happened with Van Dijk in the end Yeah Liverpool are very good at developing kind of just little off the cuff transfer rumours into the big story of the summer mm. um, I mean this one I think has genuinely been the big story of the summer anyway uh, you mentioned Daniel Sturridge in there he's another uh, Liverpool player who's in the headlines today um, he's going to be given a uh, a final chance yeah uh, I don't know any player who's ever had a final chance and actually gone on to re- resurrect yeah. their place in the team so <laughs> it's probably uh, you know going to be tough for Daniel Sturridge to get yeah. back in I mean especially when you look at the players line up against but um, he's a funny one though Sturridge because again you ask the supporters he's almost like because you've you know they've, they've, they, as you say about these chances and all that sort of stuff and Dan- Daniel Sturridge is almost like the person in your life who's like, if it's a friend or a relationship about that, you keep thinking, oh, I, I can change them. You know, they, they, they'll be different this time. And and, and you you want to... Uh, well, you, you know he's got bags of ability. Yeah, and, and you, you, you put you put your hopes in him and it's like, he'll be different this time. This time it's all going to be different. And then he gets injured. Um, yeah. But he 
the quality that he has on his day is going to mean that the fans will always go back to him and will always want him to, to succeed. Yeah. Um, last one uh, related to Liverpool, uh, just because I, I have uh, an awful lot of transfers to be listening through in the, in the last couple of minutes of this podcast that we got that uh, I just need to run through. Uh, Domagoj Vida, obviously the yeah. Croatian World Cup finalist, uh, the centre-back with the worst hair in football. <laughs> Um, I mean, I mean, he's a, he's a scary looking he guy. Is, isn't he? He? Yeah. He's a scary looking guy. Yeah. Um, apparently, a nineteen point five million pound bid uh, has been rejected. Um, <laughs> Liverpool. Um, I, I can't believe I'm saying this about Liverpool. Liverpool don't need a centre back. No, they're not that bothered about them. So, we, for so long, we were saying, "Oh, Liverpool, they they need a centre back. They need to yeah. improve their." But I mean, they, this one just no, seems pointless. The, the only way they they perhaps would is is if maybe someone left. Um, John Matip's injured again, isn't he? And he's, he seems to have been fallen out of favour. Uh, Clavan is still there, but uh, you know you've got it, the, Joe uh, Joe Gomez can play centre back. Things are you've got players there who are reliable. If they need to be called upon for a couple of games here and there, Clavan yeah, will do a job. Absolutely, Gomez yeah, can yeah. slot in, and you'll probably barely notice that either yeah. Van Dijk or that Lovren uh, are missing. They've yeah. got people who can do a job. It just doesn't really seem that David. I mean, the, it's needed. David thing always seemed a bit like you know, cause obviously he plays with Lovren at Croatia. He had a good World Cup. Um, he only moved to Besiktas on a free in January, and it seemed as though it seems as though sorry that Besiktas have just gone well. We can catch on him immediately. Um, but no, I, I never really saw it as a serious link. Yep. Cool. Uh, right. Um, let me just quickly, before we finish, there is uh, a load of other like little tiny lines that we're not really going to talk through. One that jumps out of me that's written in front of me, Andre Sherlock to Fulham. Yeah. Um, one of our Fulham fans getting uh, quite excited who, who we work with only for uh, one of our Wolves fans who uh, we work with to uh, shoot him down and say, Andre Sherlock's not very good anymore. Um, uh, yesterday, I mean, I'm, I think it's a good signing. I think um, for the level, the, yeah. le- the level where where Fulham are, I think, I think that'd be everyone, a great everyone in that, in what we presume will be that middle to bottom reaches of the Premier League, are almost finding themselves at the moment, and and no one's really sure how good anybody is at the minute, and and uh, everyone's building their squads, and and yeah, obviously, surely we know from Chelsea, didn't have a fair crack of the whip, did he at Chelsea, which as has since been proven in the Premier League is no barrier to success when you think of Salah and De Bruyne and Lukaku so uh, obviously he's not that level but he'd be a decent addition yeah yeah um Elsewhere, um, I say these are in no particular order. These are just my notes scribbled in front of me. Okay. So apologies if some of these sound a, a little mismatched. Just say yes or no to more. But well. to, yeah, yeah, go on. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I mean, first of all, we're starting in Europe. Gonzalo Higuain, uh, Juventus to AC Milan for fifty-seven million pound. Apparently, they, they they want to get rid now. Ronaldo's there. Yeah, doable. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Anthony Martial is determined to stay in England, um, which is obviously alerting Chelsea. Um, Anthony Martial to Chelsea. It's going to be a messy one if it happens, I think, because oh, Mourinho wouldn't let it happen, so I'm going to go, no. Yeah, I can't see it. Uh, talk, staying with Manchester United, Yerry Mina as a potential alternative nah. to... Uh, nah. okay, right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's forget that one. Uh, Leon Bailey, um, the transfer name that has yeah. been linked quite quite regularly to Arsenal or Chelsea? No. Okay. I, I'm not sure he exists. Okay, <laughs> he's another one. He's, yeah. just, he, he's, he's your Malcolm, who, yeah. who, who, who it turns out he does exist. He does exist, so you never um, know. Uh, what else have we got written down here? Thiago, okay, this is transfer gossip roundup legend. Yes. Uh, Thiago Alcantara. Yep. Uh, to either Manchester United or Chelsea. Absolutely no chance. Yeah, probably not. Um, ever to? I mean, right, we're going on to some small ones. You don't, you don't need to respond to these because I very much have to rush right. through because we have like thirty seconds. Uh, Everton are interested in Bruce Montenegro-like holding midfielder Dennis Zakaria. Um, Wolves have given up on signing Alex Zinchenko from Manchester City. But they want Joe Bryan from Bristol City instead to play left back. 
And just quickly, some done deals that have gone through. Diego Rico um, assigned for Bournemouth over Dortmund, despite Dortmund offering him more money and European football, which is a staggering uh, coup for uh, Bournemouth, well, if that com- is the case. Obviously likes the coast. Yeah, I mean, the seaside, like yeah. the ice cream. Nice bar of rock. Um, Jelma Moutinho is done to Wolves. Malcolm is done to Barcelona. Richarlison's done to Everton. And Fabri, the goalkeeper, is done uh, from Besiktas to Fulham. 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 Um, and as a result, um, Simon Mignolet... Um, could be going to Besiktas. That's the that's the talk as 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 his replacement. So uh, that might answer some of the, one of the Liverpool goalkeeping uh, situations. Um, but yeah, that will do us. I, I think we got through a fair bit there. Got, I didn't think I was going to get through every single one of them uh, on on my notes, but we did just about. Um, we will be back uh, tomorrow. Well, I say we will be. I won't be. I actually have a day off work. I'm happy. I'm never off. Uh, you know, so you'll, jo- Jonesy will probably be back uh, with. Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea who's about tomorrow. So um, I don't. I don't know who's going to be uh, taking on the pod. But someone will be taking on this pod and um, talking more transfers and the same again on Friday. And uh, and then after that we'll be back on Monday and every other weekday through the rest of the transfer window. Uh, to stay up to date with all the latest transfer news, you can follow our, our transfer live blog at Mirror Football. Uh, follow us on Twitter on Facebook and this podcast you can subscribe to us on Acast iTunes Spotify wherever you get your podcasts from so yeah until tomorrow uh, we will see you then